Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Follow Your Spark podcast. If you are driven to live a life that lights you up, one that feels deeply authentic to you, and you're ready to let go of external expectations and concern for what other people think to courageously design a life you love, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Gina Kasbaro, life designer coach and feng shui expert, and I am incredibly passionate and committed to following what sparks my passion, curiosity, inspiration, and purpose, and supporting others to do the same. On this podcast, you'll hear interviews from people all across the USA and beyond from all walks of life, and we'll dive into insights, stories, lessons, and learnings from their journeys to live their most authentic, inspired life. And my hope and intention is that these stories remind you that there is no one right way to do life. All that matters is that it feels true to you, because I believe when you are following your spark, that's when you have the most positive impact on yourself, your family, your communities, and this planet. So if that's the kind of life you want to live, you're in the right place. And I hope these stories inspire, encourage, and motivate you on your journey. So cheers to following your spark. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Follow Your Spark podcast season two. I am so excited to be back. This is Gina Kasbaro, your host, and I'm here with you today to talk about the balance between planning and flow. Why am I talking about this? Because this theme is something that's been showing up like woe for me ever since I got back from this year-long road trip two months ago. And it's been a topic of conversation that's been coming up a lot with clients and with friends. So I thought that it might resonate with you too. Okay, so first off, what do I even mean when I say planning and flow? So when I think about planning, I think about setting goals, you know, thinking things through with the logical mind, you know, thinking about all the different action steps you can take and by when you want to get there and what it's going to require for you to bring that plan to fruition. And then flow, I think about inviting the heart into the equation and tuning back into those subtler senses, those powers of intuition, of trust, of surrender, of patience and compassion, and letting those things guide you on your journey as well. And if you're thinking or wondering yourself, why does this even matter? Why might you wanna find a balance between planning and flow? Well, the first thing I'll share is that of the 30 plus different people that I interviewed so far on this podcast, pretty much every single one of them talked about how they never could have predicted or planned where they'd be at this particular moment in their life. And it was so much better than anything they could have imagined. And that was often because they let themselves be guided and followed, you know, one passion to another passion to another passion and let their journey organically evolve. 
And when they tuned into those powers of trust and surrender, letting go of having a perfectly laid out plan and trying to control everything that happens, that's when things unfolded even more beautifully than they ever could have planned. And again, that was a really consistent theme that th- that showed up with every single person, how grateful they were to have followed the breadcrumbs that led them on their trail, the nudges that, you know, called them forward. And that's a theme that showed up big for me too in my own life. And if I had never connected with you know, that intuition, that spark inside of me, you know, I never would have followed the nudges that led me to go on this road trip, to move to South Korea almost 15 years ago and teach English. I never, you know, could have predicted I would have worked for Lululemon and so many more things in my life that if I had just tried to have this perfectly laid out plan, I, you know, the thought never would have even come to my mind. So for me, having that balance of intuition and flow is everything. And I am so grateful when I'm able to find that dance and really marry these two together. So that's why I wanted to share and talk about this with you guys today and how that's been showing up for me the past two months since I've returned home. And this is not going to be a how-to episode where I perfectly lay out everything that you can do and recreate in your own life. I'm going to share examples of how this has shown up and evolved for me over time, especially over the past couple months. And then I will share a resource that you can use if you want to reflect for yourself and go inward and see, you know, what tools you might want to explore and add them to your own toolbox of practices. I will also leave you with a couple reflection questions at the end if you want to get started right away. So that's what we're going to do today. And this is not about finding a perfect balance. It's about noticing what actually supports you in life and choosing intentionally to make time and space for those practices. So with that, let's dive in. So let me start with what's been going on for me since I got home. You know, it's now been two months since I returned from this year-long road trip. And when I was on the road, I felt like I had this ultimate connection to that flow state. I was deeply connected to my intuition. I was more in surrender than I'd ever been in my entire life, oftentimes not knowing where I'd be the next day, the next week, the next month, etc. And I was giving myself so much time and space for practices that supported me in doing this. You know, I joke with friends that I felt like I was able to step out of the matrix for a year because I was in such a foreign environment and, you know, new new reality and I only had myself to account for and I could completely recreate how I wanted to live my life, how I wanted to spend my time. You know, I had no expectations. I had no one else to turn to as an example. I got to create whatever I wanted. And, you know, think about how much time I wanted to spend working, how much time I wanted to spend playing, what that would look like. I got to create everything from scratch because I had no, you know, pre-programmed thoughts or beliefs about how this year should go. And then when I returned home, those old, you know, pre-programmed thoughts, the old conditioning started to seep back in. 
and that hustle mentality, you know, started to come back in. My hyperachiever, saboteur nature started to come back in. And I'm not talking about, you know, I do have an internal strength of achiever that naturally motivates me. But the extreme of that, that hyperachiever, is an inner saboteur of mine that attaches my worth to my accomplishments. So that, you know, started to rear its head. And I was getting sucked back into the trap and expectations of, you know, I need to be working 40 hours a week. My work days should look like this. And this is what I should have to show for my days, my weeks, my months, my years, etc. You know, I wanted a plan and to know how everything was going to go. I wanted to control everything. I wanted to know where I was going to be in the next six months, one year, three years, you know, etc. And Those thoughts and energies led me to a lot of anxiety, intense pressure, overwhelm, sleepless nights, insomnia. You know, it it was not a, a fun place to be in and it was not a place where my ideas flowed naturally or a place that helped me, you know, plan and move forward with anything. Thankfully, the lessons from the road began to drift back in and I began to turn back to these practices that I'd honed this last year that served me so well on the road. Okay, so what were those practices that helped me? One of the biggest ones is creating time for solo intentional moments in nature. So as I was driving back to Baltimore, one of the first things I did before seeing family, before going anywhere, I drove straight to a place called Druid Hill Park. If you're in Baltimore, you might be familiar, but it's a beautiful park in the city. And I went to this place called a Zen Garden. It's kind of secret garden type place and spent a couple hours just landing back in Baltimore putting my feet on the ground, walking around barefoot, you know, taking in the sights and smells and sounds and, you know, letting my nervous system kind of calm down from this big change that I was about to go through. And whenever I give myself time like this, it always, you know, opens up my perspective and and leaves me receptive to notice and be open to breadcrumbs, signs, people around me that I might not have noticed before. And speaking of which, I met someone who was there that day and we got into a conversation and exchanged information and they are a meditation teacher and ended up inviting me to a mindfulness walk they were leading in another park, you know, a month later or so in Baltimore. And I went to that and it was another beautiful experience where we got to, you know, crush lavender in our fingers and smell it and notice the light dancing through the trees and connect with ourselves and each other. And it was another one of those beautiful experiences that opened me up to that flow state. And it was in that moment that I met all kinds of other interesting people that were giving me ideas for other goals that I had on my mind. For example, one of the things that I've really been wanting to get back into now that I'm back in Baltimore are dancing and drumming. And when I was at this event, I met a bunch of people who were giving me referrals and contacts for musicians I could reach out to and organizations I could explore and events I could check out. So that goes back to, you know, I never could have planned those things. 
And I am holding on to this intention for a goal that I want or something that I want to create in my life. And it's doing these intentional activities that open me up to that flow state that that can then lead me, you know, in the direction that I want to go. So that's that dance. And then speaking of which, another thing that really helps me is making intentional time and space for events that spark my curiosity or interest or passion. So one of the first things I did when I got home was go on Meetup, you know, meetup.com. It's a website where you can check out events and different things happening. And I found another nature mindfulness walk, you know, not even related to this other person. I found another event that I went to and checked out. And all these different events are sparking new ideas for my business or ways I can be working or things I want to explore. And again, they're all stemming from me just making time and space for things that spark my curiosity. I don't know where those interactions are going to go. I, you know, have no plans for them. And I know the more time and space I dedicate to things that light me up, only good things come from that. And trusting that nothing is a waste of time if it is bringing me joy, if it's sparking my curiosity, if it's feeding my inspiration, all these things inevitably lead to breadcrumbs that help me on my path. Okay, so another big practice that really helped me. You know, so I talked about already that when I came home, those feelings of, you know, the hyperachiever and like needing to move forward as fast as possible and control everything, like all of that was building up a lot of anxiety and overwhelm and frustration. And when those kind of energies build up in me, another key practice for me is doing things that can clear that energy. So there was a point the first month, I think, when I was experiencing a lot of insomnia and restlessness, a lot of trouble sleeping. And finally, I was like, okay, what can I do for myself? And I know that taking intentional energy clearing baths is a practice that really supports me. So I went to a local health food store and, you know, picked out some bulk herbs. And as I was doing that, had an amazing conversation with another woman who was there, you know, and we talked all about our practices and got to connect in this really beautiful way. So I chose, you know, these intentional herbs that were speaking to me and calling to me for different reasons. I went home, I prepared this really beautiful bath. And as I'm in the bath, you know, imagining any energies that are not serving me, anything that's stuck and stagnant in my body that's not moving. I imagine all of those things being cleared from my mind, being cleared from my heart, being cleared from my body, you know, and let them all go in the water. And as I let the water drain from the tub, just imagine all of them being released, being recycled into the earth, you know, letting them go from my body and my psyche. And that night I slept great and I really haven't experienced insomnia like that since that moment, the past now month, month and a half. So remembering to really use these clearing practices, you know, that have helped me so much. They're really integral parts of my my days, my weeks, my months, and to always turn back to them when I need them. And there's all kinds of energy clearing practices you can turn to. So another thing that's really been helping me since I've returned is noticing where I am shoulding myself. You know, that work should look a certain way. My schedule should look a certain way. My life should look a certain way. 
and instead asking myself, what works for me? So instead of thinking, you know, I need to be working 40 hours a week, nine to five, and work looks like me sitting behind my desk and, you know, on my computer eight hours a day, I know that doesn't work for me. What does work for me is writing emails on voice memo when I'm going for walks or taking dance breaks when I need ideas or to clear my mind and really letting go of all of those other expectations, you know, and what I think the world is going to think of me, you know, if I'm living my life in a certain way, like none of that matters. The only thing that matters is what works for me and what is going to support me finding that dance between planning and flow and planning and surrender and planning and trust that is going to support me organically moving forward in my life. So the last practice I want to share that's really been working for me the past couple months is turning up the empathy and acknowledgement for myself. You know, because when we plan things, oftentimes we set timelines, we have certain expectations for ourselves and how we want things to go. And when that doesn't happen, we judge ourselves, we make ourselves wrong, we tell ourselves we're failing, you know, again, because we're attaching our worth to whether we achieved these certain things. And instead, I've been working with my childhood picture. I've got a picture of myself at about five years old on my desk. And anytime I get frustrated with myself, I look at it and I connect to, you know, the beautiful soul essence of that child. And I think about how would I want to treat that child? What love would I want to show that child? What energy would I want to give that child? And then I go from there and see what I feel inspired to do from there. Because when it comes to working towards our goals, you know, reflection and evaluation are both really powerful tools that we can, you know, turn to our amazing minds and our amazing brains to support us with. But the key is to not layer on judgment and shame on top of that evaluation and reflection. You know, for example, in August, I had all kinds of plans for what I wanted to get done. And then we got two kittens and I needed to move locations a few times to make room for my mom visiting. And I was navigating my new life, living with my sister and my two young nieces, you know, were running around the house still on summer vacation and I was helping out where I could. So, you know, it was a lot to kind of navigate. And when I was reflecting on the month, you know, it's not about focusing on what I didn't do. It's about focusing on what I learned, what I can celebrate, what I see that I might want to do differently or make space for this upcoming month and see how I want to shift and adjust in order to support my goals or intentions without judging myself for any kind of timeline. Okay, so those are the practices that have been helping me the most. And if I had to, you know, sum up a theme of what's a common thread between all of these practices, I would say they're all about coming back to the present moment. Because I think sometimes what happens when we're planning, you know, it's all about forward thinking and getting somewhere. And, you know, sometimes I know I I have, I've, you know, helped my clients with this, can attach our feeling of fulfillment and joy and satisfaction and pride based off of some external future event. And really, you know, that's not how it works. We can create how we want to feel right now without our circumstances being any different 
And it's actually that creating that energy in this moment, finding joy in this moment, finding gratitude in this moment, finding pride in this moment is what can fuel us to make progress towards where we want to go. So all of these things for me are coming back to this present moment because really that's all we have. So for me, it's all about how can I enjoy this moment in my life, feel how I want to feel right now while I am still looking towards the future with curiosity and hope and commitment and determination and seeing how things unfold. So that's what my past two months have been like since I've been back in Baltimore. You know, I'm adjusting to this new life. I am finding ways to integrate all these powerful tools and practices that have served me this past year. And I'm discovering what practices I want to utilize now and what will support me in this moment. Because life is this constant dance, right? It's always changing and evolving. And so are we. So if you want to explore what habits or practices might serve you right now, I've got a couple reflection questions for you to think about. Okay, so number one, what habits or practices leave you feeling your best mentally and physically? Number two, when you're stressed or having a rough day, what practices are guaranteed to leave you feeling lighter or boost your energy? Number three, What would it look like to offer yourself more compassion and empathy on a regular basis? And really, what would that look like in real time? What would you be doing? What would you be saying to yourself? And number four, what practices help ground you in the present moment? How might you work them into your day? So if you want, journal on these questions or download that tool that I mentioned and you can find it at ginacasbarrow.com forward slash transformational hyphen tools for a list of my top 15 favorite practices as well as some more questions you can reflect on. And when you do, when you've journaled on all the things, you know, choose one that you wanna get started with today and see how it works for you. See how it helps you marry and balance, you know, those powers of planning and flow. And if you want to dive deeper into this work, this is one of the core things that I explore with my one-on-one coaching clients. And we actually stick together for six months at least so that you can really get a chance to experiment, learn, fail, evolve, celebrate, and create lasting change in your life. So if you're curious to explore that, just go to ginacasbarrow.com and book a free one hour consult call and we'll dive right in to what you want to create in your own life. All right, my friends, that's all for now. I'm so happy to be back and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening and I hope this episode sparked something in you. And if you enjoyed it, I would so appreciate if you could rate or review it wherever you listen to your podcasts so that others can find it too and we can spark a tidal wave of transformation together. And like I mentioned, if you want to go deeper into this work for yourself, reflect on those questions, download that workbook, or book a consult call if you're ready to really talk about what it is that you want to create in your own life 
what might be holding you back from getting there, and what tools and practices you can tap into to make that dream a reality by balancing those powers of planning and flow. All right, my friends, until next time, don't forget to follow your spark.